passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Time. There's nothing more valuable. It's what drives everyone to make the most of every moment. We celebrate living large in the now. In a city where time disappears, we create experiences that electrify the soul and memories that will last forever. We go big. We go all night. And here, everyone is invited. So get loose and get loud. This is Circa. You'll have the time of your life. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Welcome back to the Arash Markazi Show presented by the Sporting Tribune on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California. 98.5 The Bet in Las Vegas on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Uh, just as a reminder, if you have a question or comment or want to win tickets to an upcoming game in Southern California, Las Vegas, or Hawaii, call our hotline 310 310- 400-0340. Let's head back out to the Circus Sports guest hotline. And joining us now from the Sporting Tribune, Fredo Cervantes. Fredo, how are you? I'm doing amazing, sir. How are you doing today? I am good. Um, living the dream. All right, listen. I Wonderful. really thought before the season that we'd have an amazing uh, USC weekend here where USC would be playing in the Pac-12 uh, football uh, game. And then USC Hoops would be playing Gonzaga. USC hoops will still be playing Gonzaga, but USC football will not be anywhere near that Pac-12 championship game. Unfortunately, they put the finishing touches on a seven and five season with a disappointing uh, blowout loss, really, to UCLA. Um, we both thought it would not go that way. I thought USC would win close. You thought it would, they would win uh, more handily. I, I I really am shocked with the complacency that they played with. They never looked like they had any sense of urgency in that game. Fredo, you were there. You were there on the field. What 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 happened to USC against UCLA? Yeah, I mean, the, the first thing that kind of you know went wrong was just the, the. It seemed like the whole team overall, specifically the offense. Of course, we can already expect how this defense is going to play, so we can already see what's going going to happen. But the offense came out a little flat. Um, and the whole team came out a little flat. Even you know, uh, Lincoln Riley talked about it after the game. He's adding, like, I didn't, I don't think I, I did my job to get this team prepared for this type of game. I, it just seemed like some players 
were already just kind of, you know, ready to uh, take a vacation. You know, some people just kind of felt like, okay, this game is not so important. But, you know, some players out there, like Caleb Williams, of course, he was out there on his birthday. It was his 22nd birthday on Saturday. So he even talked about it on Wednesday during practice. He's like, I'm going to come out there. I'm going to have a little extra motivation to go out there and play on my birthday. But even for himself, it just seems like whenever there is a lot of pressure on that offensive line, it, it makes the game difficult for Caleb. Williams. I mean, the defensive line for UCLA was just uh, amazing. They, they were keep pressuring, throwing four to five guys at him, and it just seemed like, you know, he had to get rid of the ball at times, and getting hit so often, it just seems something that it's pretty disappointing to see that maybe Lincoln Rally didn't really... Uh, put this team well together to go out on a, on a, on a big run this season, because, you know, after last season, he being 11 and one uh, this year, you expected a lot more, but I think Lincoln rally could have done a better job in recruiting and getting the right players put together to have a successful season this year. There's been a lot of talk about what they have to do in terms of a defensive coordinator. Wouldn't mind, by the way, also if they hired a special teams coordinator. I, I know a lot of programs out there may, may not have one, but I think when you look at the job that this special teams did this year, uh, certainly would not hurt. Um, what have you heard in terms of the timing for a defensive coordinator? Yeah, so the timing right now, it seems, you know, Lincoln Riley spoke on Monday during his typical Trojans Live podcast and they did kind of mention, he's like, look, we're, we're looking right now. We're in discussions. We're, we're searching, um, somewhere out there. It seems like it might be later, uh, by the weekend. It should be any minute now as they're looking right. through this bye week right now. Um, USC did send out and mention that there will be no practice. Of course, they're all, you know, staying away, uh, yeah, you know, get going with their families and, you know, maybe, you know, there is the, uh, opportunity and the possibility that Caleb does return of course it seems like he still has not Fredo, really your your video showed me he's not coming back bro you, you did such a great job and you always capture these oh, by the way amazing job from beginning of the game to the end of the game Jerry Rice was on the field talking to his son but Caleb Williams with his uh, wave to the crowd bro He's gone, brother. He's gone. Let's get it. Oh, man. Well, look, you know, ask him right now. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. But no, you know, you know, if it, especially seeing what happened to the Florida State quarterback the other day, yeah. you know, after that, kind of, you kind of be like, okay, you know what? It's time to move on. It's time to go get, uh, go into the NFL. But if he does or does not come back, of course, his legacy, what he's kind of leaving behind with this program, being here for two years, um, he had a, a terrific first year. The second year, you know, he, it, the blame's not much on him, but. Um, it, it is going to be a sad way to end this USC story uh, with the arguably one of the best quarterbacks that USC has had. You know, you've seen a lot of the USC in the past and, you know, you can kind of put Caleb Williams in that conversation right now. But um, it's, it's, it's just not 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 a good sign to kind of see like, OK, well, is he one of the greatest quarterbacks? Did he how many playoff games did he win? How many championships did he win? And there's like zero and zero. So it, it's a sad story. But hopefully, um, you know, it, we get some sort of news over the weekend and maybe he makes a quick decision here. What did you think? Again, um, we're in a different boat because we're with the media. I just think it, 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 I'm just surprised. By the way, things have changed. You know, back in the day when I was a student reporter and I was covering USC, like, you know, people expected the quarterback of the team to talk post game. And most of the responses I got from Twitter was like, he's not paid to talk to the media. He doesn't have to talk to the media. And I'm like, 
I don't know. Like, like he's getting prepared to lead a franchise. He's getting prepared to be the number one pick of the uh, draft. Like, I don't think it's hard to sit in front of you guys for five, ten minutes, five minutes even, like answer a couple of questions. I, I don't. I, were, were you surprised he didn't talk post game, or at this point, uh, did you kind of expect that? No, you know what? Honestly, I expected it. I, I was already looking forward to seeing, okay, what what is the uh, USC spokesperson going to say this? <laughs> I'm like, oh, who's not going to be available? I was surprised that they made about six players available. They made okay. you know, Lincoln Riley, uh, Jamil Muhammad, and, you know, you, you had – you, you you had some of the other offensive players come in after Lincoln Riley. So there was two uh, different meetings. But then in between both meetings, that's where, you know, they mentioned, hey, Lincoln Riley elected. It wasn't something that USC um, did not want him to go out there. That was his decision. Yeah, uh, uh, This was Kayla Williams' decision not to come out here and speak to the media, uh, which, you know, it, it could have been, you know, the last opportunity, but it seemed like maybe he was just tired of the questions. He's maybe tired of like, okay, are you coming back this season? Are you coming back? Are you going to the NFL? I'm, I'm guessing just seeing how tough of a loss it was. It was a disappointing loss. You know, when you lose to your rival, yeah. uh, no matter if it's by one point or 50 points, it, it's going to hurt. And for him, especially on his birthday, so I'm sure he was going through like a roller coaster of emotions. Um, you know, he actually went to go visit his mom as well. Uh, this time it was a quick visit, a quick jump, um, you know, say hi, goodbye, and walked off. He had a nice little moment with Chip Kelly as well on the field prior to him walking off. And, and as you recall, you know, caught the video um, there on Sporting Tribune on Instagram. You can see how, yeah. you know, he walked off and he waved off and you know, he just didn't, really didn't say much. There's nothing that we know of him right now at this current moment. So, you know, we will hear from him very soon. And um, I'm sure we'll get that email that says uh, Caleb Williams has decided to go to the NFL. Or is he going to make a, a decision like LeBron James? And, you know, that would be something special there if he calls it calls for a press conference but it would be pretty interesting to see but you know the the loss itself 38 to 20 there's nothing you can really say about that and especially arash i'm I, i'm sure you saw this three rushing yards um, no, offensive it, it that is it is awful it's awful i don't even know how i mean if you give me the ball maybe i'll get five yards right there <laughs> but, you know what I mean, you I, know I, because I, when i when i when i looked at that schedule fredo when we talked about it at the beginning of the season how they you know began the season in the top five and then they kept winning but dropping and i said like i'm not worried about that because their season's going to come down to how they do over the last six games of the season like i and then the county mm. was sort of like a throwaway game but i'm like you know, you know, uh, they go to South Bend, they go to Eugene, they play Utah, they play UCLA. I was like, you know, that's that's going to be their season, how they do. And bro, like, I would have never thought that they'd go one and five in that stretch. And and to be honest, that Cal game, as you know, fifty to forty nine. The only reason that they won that game fifty to forty nine is Cal elects to go for two in the win. You know, Cal could have tied that thing up fifty to fifty. It's crazy as that score sounds. And we we would have seen what have what would have happened there, but um, it's just frustrating. I mean, what? Hey, by the way, just as a, uh, I mean, having covered a few of these things, I, I I think there's no doubt Caleb goes pro. If USC calls for a press conference, Caleb's going to come back. I don't think that's going to happen. I think he's going to take to social media and announce on social that he's gone. But. Um, where does the team go from here? Again, this was their last season in the Pac-12. They still have the bowl game. 
Um, and, you know, we're hearing anywhere from like the like uh, Alamo Bowl, the Los Angeles Bowl, which would kind of be cool for them to play a game at SoFi. But um, where do they go from here? I mean, from this moment, of course, uh, any minute we can expect the hiring from a DC, and yeah. they did, uh, you know, they, they did mention that there's possibly going to be some major changes in the coaching staff. Um, there's going to be, you know, some new changes there, movement, and you know, some players going into the portal. Yeah. Uh, maybe some new players coming in, and you're you're definitely going to have to. I mean, you look at the way the season went, it's like, okay, you, what are you going to do major? And, of course, the defense has to be the biggest issue. If, you know, we recall a lot of these games, you, you look at the first game, San Jose State, Nevada, Stanford, those were kind of like a walk in the park for them. Then they went on to Arizona State, their first road game. They kind of had a little uh, battle there, but, you know, they, they walked away with the 42-28 win. Um, you go over to Colorado, you barely get away with that um, – 49 to 42 win then you kind of go on and you look at that triple overtime game because imagine if that triple overtime game uh doesn't go the way they expected it and that cal game doesn't go that way i mean you're looking at a possibly five and seven there you know it's it, it could have been uglier than what oh, yeah. it is right now you know and if it wasn't for that triple overtime in north <laughs> it just seemed like that Notre Dame game, that, that really just kind of killed the whole momentum of the season. It just yeah. kind of, even though it was their first loss, that just kind of really punched them really, really low because the, just especially the way the game ended being, uh, I believe it was a 48 to 20 loss yeah. to Notre Dame. And it was just a, a, a pretty bad loss. And after that, they really just couldn't do anything. I mean, the fact that they were blown out, not only do you lose to your two rivals, but the fact that they got blown out by, by uh, both really hurts. Um, all right, switching gears. USC hoops, because again, you, you did such an amazing job covering USC football that has continued on to basketball. Great footage of Bronny James practicing with the uh, team. They've had one hiccup so far this season. That kind of happens sometimes. I'm still surprised, but still, your thoughts on USC hoops so far, Fredo? Yeah, right now, I mean, you said some some of the uh, a, a little poll came out earlier on Monday, and they mentioned that Isaiah Collier is projected to be the number one overall pick. The way he's playing right now, in, in you know, in college, and you know, he's only played four games so far, and every game he's elevating his game to another level. You know, I've seen three games so far of Isaiah, and every game he's he's getting more comfortable. Um, even after his first his first game at at the Galen Center, you know, Coach Andy Enfield uh, talked about. He's like, look, he's a little, he's a little out of control right now. It seems like he, he's like that Russell Westbrook, but a little more out of control, but with a much better feel to the game. And you know, Isaiah has a very. Uh, he reminds me watching him. It's like a little bit of Anthony Edwards. Mm -hmm. When you look at the way Anthony Edwards play and the speed he can shoot the ball. I mean, there was two jump shots that I saw from Isaiah on Sunday night against Brown that did not even touch the net. When he shot that ball, it just seemed like it just went slide through. Um, and he's able to. He's just. He's, he's a great playmaker out on the courts and especially combining him with Boogie Ellis and Kobe Johnson and Harrison Hornery. Uh, those are those four key players that USC is going to be riding with all season long. And, you know, when you also got to look at uh, Oziah Sellers, Oziah mm. Sellers is another guy who's been pretty, pretty good all year long, but you know, everyone is expecting Bronny James. Like when is yeah. he going to get back on the courts? And when I saw him on Sunday, you know, I was there a few hours before tip off. And I saw Bronny dressed up. He had his shorts. He had everything dressed. I'm like, is he playing today? Did they <laughs> announce if, that Bronny's playing today? But 
it just seems like he's uh, he's getting a lot better. He's he's moving quicker. Um, just looking at his size out there, I'm like, wow, he's definitely going to make. Uh, I, I'm very. I'm wondering how he's going to fit with this team yeah. because you already have an Isaiah Collier. You have a Boogie Ellis who kind of control the tempo a lot, and we can we know that maybe Bronny can play off the ball a little bit. Um, that's maybe going to take some time from Kobe Johnson and some of the other guys in Sellers as well. But you know, USC right now getting upset by UC Irvine on Tuesday. Last Last week was kind of um, you kind of expected that there was no Kobe Johnson, no Boogie Ellis. Okay, um, and yeah. you know Isaiah kind of had to do it himself, and you know Isaiah had his worst game. You know, with seven turnovers that game. You know, scoring twenty three points. But you know, uh, big shout out to Isaiah for also winning back to back. Pac-12 freshman uh, player of the week. So that's that's a big thing for USC basketball right now, and you know they're looking forward for their next matchup against Seton Hall on Thanksgiving. Nice. Um, yeah. I mean, I never thought I would say this, but USC right now is definitely a basketball school. Not only men's basketball, women's basketball is in the top yes. eight, top ten. So um, thrilled for them. All right, let's uh, close out with this. Uh, the uh, Chargers, of course. Uh, Brandon Staley, uh, not thrilled with the media right now. But again, that uh, they uh, they have to ask him these questions because the team is struggling right now. Um, we've talked about this before, Fredo, kind of begin the season, two losses, two wins, two losses, two wins, two losses. Like, it's very herky-jerky. They're in a very precarious position right now because I, I, I don't know where they're going to get their next win from. And I, I don't think that the team would have ever thought about uh, firing Brandon Staley in season. But the fan base, as you well know, is not thrilled. Uh, your thoughts on A, the loss for the Packers on Sunday, and B, Brandon Staley just kind of clearly on the hot seat. But like beyond that, just getting heated with the reporters post game. Yeah, you know, this is not the first time this season that Brandon Staley um, kind of, you know, snaps during the post-game conference. And, it, it, you know, being being in his shoes right now, um, even entering Green Bay's game, you, you knew that, okay, this is a much win. Because if you win and you go to 5-5, five and five, you have a 32% chance at still making the playoffs and, and keep staying in the hunt. You lose that game. You go to 4-6, and six, you now have a 2% chance. So it's, it's a major lopsided um, kind of you win, you lose kind of thing. So there was a lot of pressure going into that, especially... Being able to get that score late in the game and thinking that you had this game in in your in your in your bag and you know that's not the way the game ended and you, you can see like okay you can put the blame on the defense you can put the blame on Quentin Johnson and not catching the ball you can also put a little bit of blame on Keenan Allen dropping the ball you can look at Donald Parham dropping the ball you can look at Austin Eckler fumbling um, in the red zone right at the five yard line which was a, a big no no right there just being able to take care of the ball but you know just seeing the way that he is kind of carrying this team right now it is four and six there's no hope for anything you lose a joey bosa as well joey bosa is going to be out for the next four weeks wow. so now you kind of have to fill something out uh in the defensive side of the ball so if you thought your defense was not good at at this current moment now, it just got a little worse without Joey Bosa now being available. And they do have a, a tough matchup. They got a tough game this upcoming Sunday against the Baltimore Ravens, Sunday night football at SoFi Stadium. So you can see that, you know, it's not going to be an easy game. Then right after that, you look at, you know, you travel to New England. You take on a Patriots team who's kind of been struggling. And we kind of stop right there with the Patriots, Bill Belichick um, seems to be the name that was flowing right. uh, prior to the weekend. 
about possibly him, you know, taking over for Brandon Staley after this after the season. And you know, um, the amazing Fernando Ramirez, who covers the Chargers as well here for the Sporting Tribune, he was talking about it and saying like, look, the Chargers are known for not you know, making in-season moves. This is not the Spanos move. So they're going to wait till after the season ends. And then they're going to see where they maybe stand. Of course, the 2% chance of them making the playoffs right now, it's not pretty much. It's, the season is kind of over. You yeah. lose against Baltimore, it's cemented. It's done. Yeah. <laughs> At that point, it's done. Um, if they win, which is going to be um, somewhat of a very, very difficult challenge for them, um, if they win, they might still somewhat be in the hunt depending on how Denver, because... You look at it right now, Arash. Did you ever imagine that the Denver Broncos, the way they started the <laughs> no. season, would be better and you know, and statistically wise than the Chargers? No, no. no. So seeing that happen right now just kind of makes me scratch my head and be like, well. What did I miss? What what happened in the first eleven weeks of football right now? And it's very difficult to see that happen, especially for a great talent like Justin Herbert. Last question as we close it out. Uh, you mentioned uh, Fernando. Uh, we had him on the show yesterday, of course, and uh, he said something that kind of struck me. And you may agree. We'll see how the, uh, he didn't think that the Chargers would win another game this season. Uh, to his credit, they will not be favored likely in. So they they would have to pull an upset. As you look at the schedule, do the Chargers win another game this season? <laughs> I mean, yeah, it, it is. You kind of, it, It's a hard question right now to right see now. what they can really do. But there is two games in the in the matchup, maybe three, that I feel like they have a chance in winning. I mean, you definitely you can look at the Kansas City Chief game. You know, that's not going to happen. You look at the Buffalo Bills matchup. They, you know, it, it is going to be a hard uh, a hard thing. But you know, Buffalo hasn't been so good this year, so they may yeah. be able to kind of get a slide on that one. But they got two games against the Broncos. I just brought the Broncos up. That's you right. didn't expect the Broncos were going to be that good this year, especially starting off, you know, in the way they did. But, you know, maybe they get to steal the Bronco game at home, you know, which is going to be late in the season um, or sometime in mid-December. But then, you know, they also got the Raider game. You know, the Raiders right now, they did lose that big one in Miami. Uh, but, you know, Pierce, you know, and seeing what he's done with that organization over the last two weeks, they, they he kind of brought them out of um, out of out of that hole they were in. Yeah. And right now, yeah, it is going to be hard to say how many wins they can w- win um, over the last next few games. But I can kind of see maybe the Broncos. Maybe that Broncos yeah. game, they're going to be able to squeeze one out right there. You might be able to give them that. But if they don't, no, all right, yeah. if they don't, honestly, <laughs> I, I, can't, I can't see Brandon Staley be here next season. I feel you, brother. All right. Uh, amazing job as always. We'll have you back on next week. That's all the time we have for today. Let's do it again tomorrow. Until then, this is Arash Markazi saying stay safe and stay healthy. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Time. There's nothing more valuable. It's what drives everyone to make the most of every moment. We celebrate living large in the now. In a city where time disappears, we create experiences that electrify the soul and memories that will last forever. We go big. We go all night. And here, everyone is invited. So get loose and get loud. This is Circa. You'll have the time of your life. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio.
Welcome back to the Raj Markazi Show presented by the Sporting Tribune on the Mighty Air 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California, 98.5 The Bet in Las Vegas on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Uh, just as a reminder, if you have a question or comment or want to win tickets to an upcoming game in Southern California, Las Vegas, or Hawaii, call our hotline 310-400-0340. Let's head back out to the Circus Sports guest hotline and joining us now from the Sporting Tribune, Fredo Cervantes. Fredo, how are you? I'm doing amazing, sir. How are you doing today? I am good. Um, living the dream. All right, listen. I Wonderful. really thought before the season that we'd have an amazing uh, USC weekend here where USC would be playing in the Pac-12 uh, football uh, game, and then USC hoops would be playing Gonzaga. USC hoops will still be playing Gonzaga, but USC football will not be anywhere near that Pac-12 championship game. Unfortunately, they put the finishing touches on a 7-5 season with a disappointing uh, blowout loss, really, to UCLA. Um, we both thought it would not go that way. I thought USC would win close. You thought it would, they would win uh, more handily. I, I, I really am shocked with the complacency that they played with. They never looked like they had any sense of urgency in that game. Fredo, you were there. You were there on the field. What 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 happened to USC against UCLA? I mean, the the first thing that kind of you know went wrong was just the the. It seemed like the whole team overall, specifically the offense. Of course, we can already expect how this defense is going to play, so we can already see what's going going to happen. But the offense came out a little flat. Um, and the whole team came out a little flat. Even you know, uh, Lincoln Riley talked about it after the game. He's adding, I didn't, I don't think I, I did my job to get this team prepared for this type of game. I, it just seemed like some players were already just kind of you know ready to uh, take a vacation. You know, some people just kind of felt like okay, this game is not so important. But you know, some players out there like Caleb Williams, of course, he was out there on his birthday. It was his twenty second birthday on Saturday, so he even talked about it on uh, Wednesday during practice. He's like, "I'm gonna come out there. I'm gonna have a little extra motivation to go out there and play on my birthday." But even for himself, it just seems like whenever there is a lot of pressure on that offensive line, it it makes the game difficult for Caleb. Williams. I mean, the defensive line for UCLA was just uh, amazing. They, they were keep pressuring, throwing four to five guys at him, and it just seemed like, you know, he had to get rid of the ball at times, and getting hit so often, it just seems something that it's pretty disappointing to see that maybe Lincoln Rally didn't really... Uh, put this team well together to go out on a, on a, on a big run this season, because, you know, after last season, he being 11 and one uh, this year, you expected a lot more, but I think Lincoln rally could have done a better job in recruiting and getting the right players put together to have a successful season this year. There's been a lot of talk about what they have to do in terms of a defensive coordinator. Wouldn't mind, by the way, also if they hired a special teams coordinator. I, I know a lot of programs out there may, may not have one, but I think when you look at the job that this special teams did this year, uh, certainly would not hurt. Um, what have you heard in terms of the timing for a defensive coordinator? Yeah, so the timing right now, it seems, you know, Lincoln Riley spoke on Monday during his typical Trojans Live podcast and they did kind of mention, he's like, look, we're, we're looking right now. We're in discussions. We're, we're searching, um, somewhere out there. It seems like it might be later, uh, by the weekend. It should be any minute now as they're right. looking through this bye week right now. Um, USC did send out and mention that there will be no practice. Of course, they're all, you know, staying away, uh, yeah, you know, get going with their families and, you know, maybe, you know, there is the, uh, 
opportunity and the possibility that Caleb does return. Of course, it seems that he still has not Brado, really your your video showed me he's not coming back, bro. You you did such a great job and you always capture these oh, by the way, amazing job from beginning of the game to the end of the game. Jerry Rice was on the field talking to his son. But Caleb Williams with his uh, wave to the crowd, bro. He's gone, brother. He's gone. Let's get it. <laughs> oh man. Well, look. You ask him right now. We'll like, see. We'll you, see. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. But no, you know, you know, if it, especially seeing what happened to the Florida State quarterback the other day. Yeah. You know, after that, kind of, you kind of be like, okay, you know what? It's time to move on. It's time to go get uh, going to the NFL. But if he does or does not come back, of course, his legacy, what he's kind of leaving behind with this program, being here for two years. Um, he had a, a terrific first year. The second year, you know, he, it, the blame's not much on him, but um, it, it is going to be a sad way to end this USC story uh, with the arguably one of the best quarterbacks that USC has had. You know, you've seen a lot of the USC in the past, and, you know, you can kind of put Caleb Williams in that conversation right now, but... Um, it's, it's, it's just not, not, not a good sign to kind of see like, okay, well, is he one of the greatest quarterbacks? Did he, how many playoff games did he win? How many championships did he win? And there's like zero and zero. So it, it's a sad story, but hopefully, um, you know, it, we get some sort of news over the weekend and maybe he makes a quick decision here. What did you think again? Um, we're in a different boat cause we're with the media. I just think it, it, it I'm just surprised by the way, things have changed. You know, back in the day when I was a student reporter and I was covering USC, like, you know, people expected the quarterback of the team to talk post-game. And, and most of the responses I got from Twitter was like, he's not paid to talk to the media. He doesn't have to talk to the media. And I'm like, I don't know. Like, like he's getting prepared to lead a franchise. He's getting prepared to be the number one pick of the uh, draft. Like, I don't think it's hard to sit in front of you guys for five, ten minutes five minutes even, like answer a couple of questions. I, I don't, I, were, were you surprised he didn't talk post game or at this point, uh, did you kind of expect that? No, you know what? Honestly, I expected it. I, I was already looking forward to seeing, okay, what, what is the uh, USC spokesperson going to say this? <laughs> I'm like, oh, who's not going to be available? I was surprised that they made about six players available. They made, okay. you know, Lincoln Riley, uh, Jamil Muhammad, and, you know, you, you had... You, you you had some of the other offensive players come in after Lincoln Riley. So there was two uh, different meetings. But then in between both meetings, that's where, you know, they mentioned, hey, Lincoln Riley elected. It wasn't something that USC um, did not want him to go out there. That was his decision. Yeah, uh, uh, This was Caleb Williams' decision not to come out here and speak to the media, uh, which you know, it, it could have been, you know, the last opportunity, but it seemed like maybe he was just tired of the questions. He's maybe tired of like, okay, are you coming back this season? Are you coming back? Are you going to the NFL? I'm, I'm guessing just seeing how tough of a loss it was. It was a disappointing loss. You know, when you lose to your rival, yeah. uh, no matter if it's by one point or 50 points, it's going to hurt. And for him, especially on his birthday, so I'm sure he was going through like a roller coaster of emotions. Um, you know, he actually went to go visit his mom as well. Uh, this time it was a quick visit, a quick jump, um, you know, say hi, goodbye, and walked off. He had a nice little moment with Chip Kelly as well on the field prior to him walking off. And then as you recall, you know, caught the video um, there on Sporting Tribune on Instagram. You can see how, yeah. you know, he walked off and he waved off and 
you know, he just didn't, really didn't say much. There's nothing that we know of him right now at this current moment. So, you know, we will hear from him very soon. And um, I'm sure we'll get that email that says uh, Caleb Williams has decided to go to the NFL or is he going to make a, a decision like LeBron James? And, you know, that would be something special there if he calls it calls for a press conference but it would be pretty interesting to see but you know the the loss itself 38 to 20 there's nothing you can really say about that and especially arash i'm I, i'm sure you saw this three rushing yards um, no, offensive it, it that is it is awful it's awful i don't even know how i mean if you give me the ball maybe <laughs> i'll get five yards right there <laughs> but, you know what I mean, you I, know I, because I, when i when i when i looked at the schedule fredo when we talked about it at the beginning of the season how they you know began the season in the top five and then they kept winning but dropping and i said like i'm not worried about that because their season's going to come down to how they do over the last six games of the season like i and then the county mm. was sort of like a throwaway game but i'm like you know, you know, uh, they go to South Bend, they go to Eugene, they play Utah, they play UCLA. I was like, you know, that's that's going to be their season, how they do. And bro, like, I would have never thought that they'd go one and five in that stretch. And and to be honest, that Cal game, as you know, fifty to forty nine. The only reason that they won that game fifty to forty nine is Cal elects to go for two in the win. You know, Cal could have tied that thing up fifty to fifty. It's crazy as that score sounds. And we we would have seen what have what would have happened there, but um, it's just frustrating. I mean, what? Hey, by the way, just as a, uh, I mean, having covered a few of these things, I, I I think there's no doubt Caleb goes pro. If USC calls for a press conference, Caleb's going to come back. I don't think that's going to happen. I think he's going to take to social media and uh, announce on social that he's gone. But. Um, where does the team go from here? Again, this was their last season in the Pac-12. They still have the bowl game. Um, and, you know, we're hearing anywhere from, like, the, like, uh, Alamo Bowl, the Los Angeles Bowl, which would kind of be cool for them to play a game at SoFi. But um, where do they go from here? I mean, from this moment, of course, uh, any minute we can expect the hiring from a DC, and yeah. they did, uh, you know, they, they did mention that there's possibly going to be some major changes in the coaching staff. Um, there's going to be, you know, some new changes there, movement, and you know, some players going into the portal. Yeah. Uh, maybe some new players coming in, and you're you're definitely going to have to. I mean, you look at the way the season went, it's like, okay, you, what are you going to do major? And, of course, the defense has to be the biggest issue. If, you know, we recall a lot of these games, you, you look at the first game, San Jose State, Nevada, Stanford, those were kind of like a walk in the park for them. Then they went on to Arizona State, their first road game. They kind of had a little uh, battle there, but, you know, they, they walked away with the 42-28 win. Um, you go over to Colorado, you barely get away with that um 49 to 42 win then you kind of go on and you look at that triple overtime game because imagine if that triple overtime game uh doesn't go the way they expected it and that cal game doesn't go that way i mean you're looking at a possibly five and seven there you know it's it, it could have been uglier than what oh, yeah. it is right now you know and if it wasn't for that triple overtime in north <laughs> it just seemed like that Notre Dame game, that, that really just kind of killed the whole momentum of the season. It just yeah. kind of, even though it was their first loss, that just kind of really punched them really, really low because the, just especially the way the game ended being, uh, I believe it was a 48 to 20 loss yeah. to Notre Dame. And it was just a, a, a pretty bad loss. And after that, they really just couldn't do anything. I mean, the fact that they were blown out, not only do you lose to your two rivals, but the fact that they got blown out by, by uh, both really hurts. Um, all right, switching gears. 
to USC hoops, because again, you, you did such an amazing job covering USC football. That has continued on to basketball. Great footage of Bronny James practicing with the uh, team. They've had one hiccup so far this season. That kind of happens sometimes. I'm still surprised, but still, your thoughts on USC hoops so far, Fredo? Yeah, right now, I mean, you said some some of the, uh, a, a little poll came out earlier on Monday, and they mentioned that Isaiah Collier is projected to be the number one overall pick, the way he's playing right now in, in, you know, in college, and, you know, he's only played four games so far, and every game, he's elevating his game to another level, you know, I've seen three games so far of Isaiah, and every game, he's, he's getting more comfortable, um, even after his first, his first game at at the Galen Center, you know, Coach Andy Enfield uh, talked about. He's like, look, he's a little, he's a little out of control right now. It seems like he, he's like that Russell Westbrook, but a little more out of control, but with a much better feel to the game. And you know, Isaiah has a very, uh, he reminds me watching him. It's like a little bit of Anthony Edwards. Mm-hmm. When you look at the way Anthony Edwards play and the speed he can shoot the ball. I mean, there was two jump shots that I saw from Isaiah on Sunday night against Brown that did not even touch the net. When he shot that ball, it just seemed like it just went slide through. Um, and he's able to. He's just. He's, he's a great playmaker out on the courts and especially combining him with Boogie Ellis and Kobe Johnson and Harrison Hornery. Uh, those are those four key players that USC is going to be riding with all season long. And, you know, when you also got to look at uh, Oziah Sellers, Oziah mm-hmm. Sellers is another guy who's been pretty, pretty good all year long, but you know, everyone is expecting Bronny James. Like when is yeah. he going to get back on the courts? And when I saw him on Sunday, you know, I was there a few hours before tip off. And I saw Bronny dressed up. He had his shorts. He had everything dressed. I'm like, is he playing today? Did they <laughs> announce if, that Bronny's playing today? But it just seemed like he's uh, he's getting a lot better. He's he's moving quicker. Um, just looking at his size out there, I'm like, wow, he's definitely going to make a uh, – I'm very – I'm wondering how he's going to fit with this team yeah. because you already have an Isaiah Collier. You have a Boogie Ellis who kind of control the tempo a lot, and we can we know that maybe Bronny can play off the ball a little bit. Um, that's maybe going to take some time from Kobe Johnson and some of the other guys in Sellers as well. But, you know, USC right now getting upset by UC Irvine on Tuesday last Last week was kind of um, you kind of expected that there was no Kobe Johnson, no Boogie Ellis. Okay, um, and, you know Isaiah kind of had to do it himself, and you know Isaiah had his worst game. You know, with seven turnovers that game. You know, scoring twenty three points. But you know, uh, big shout out to Isaiah for also winning back to back. Pac-12 freshman uh, player of the week. So that's that's a big thing for USC basketball right now, and you know they're looking forward for their next matchup against Seton Hall on Thanksgiving. Nice. Um, yeah. I mean, I never thought I would say this, but USC right now is definitely a basketball school. Not only men's basketball, women's basketball is in the top yes. eight, top ten. So um, thrilled for them. All right, let's uh, close out with this. Uh, the uh, Chargers, of course. Uh, Brandon Staley, uh, not thrilled with the media right now. But again, that uh, they uh, they have to ask him these questions because the team is struggling right now. Um, we've talked about this before, Fredo, kind of begin the season, two losses, two wins, two losses, two wins, two losses. Like, it's very herky-jerky. They're in a very precarious position right now because I I, I don't know where they're going to get their next win from. And I, I don't think that the team would have ever thought about uh, firing Brandon Staley in season. But the fan base, as you well know, is not thrilled. Uh, your thoughts on A, the loss for the Packers on Sunday, and B, Brandon Staley just kind of clearly on the hot seat, but like beyond that, just getting heated with the reporters post game. 
Yeah, you know, this is not the first time this season that Brandon Staley um, kind of, you know, snaps during the postgame conference. And, it, it, you know, being being in his shoes right now, um, even entering Green Bay's game, you, you knew that, okay, this is a much win because if you win and you go to 5-5, five and five, you have a 32% chance at still making the playoffs and, and keep staying in the hunt. You lose that game, you go to 4-6, and six, you now have a 2% chance. So it's, it's a major lopsided um, kind of you win, you lose kind of thing. So there was a lot of pressure going into that, especially being able to get that score late in the game and thinking that you had this game in, in your, in your, in your bag. And, you know, that's not the way the game ended. And you, you can see like, okay, you can put the blame on the defense. You can put the blame on Quentin Johnson and not catching the ball. You can also put a little bit of blame on Keenan Allen dropping the ball. You can look at Donald Parham dropping the ball. You can look at Austin Eckler fumbling um, in the red zone right at the five-yard line, which was a, a big no-no right there, just being able to take care of the ball. But, you know, just seeing the way that he is kind of – carrying this team right now it is four and six there's no hope for anything you lose a joey bosa as well joey bosa is going to be out for the next four weeks wow. so now you kind of have to fill something out uh in the defensive side of the ball so if you thought your defense was not good at at this current moment now it just got a little worse without joey bosa now being available and they do have a, a tough matchup they got a tough game this upcoming sunday against the baltimore ravens sunday night football at sofi stadium so you can see that you know it's not going to be an easy game then right after that you look at you know you travel to new england you take on a patriots team who's kind of been struggling and we kind of stop right there with the patriots bill belichick um seems to be the name that was flowing right. uh, prior to the weekend about possibly him, you know, taking over for Brandon Staley after this after the season, and you know, um, the amazing Fernando Ramirez who covers the Chargers as well here for the Sporting Tribune, he was talking about it and saying like, look, the Chargers are known for not you know, making in-season moves. This is not the Spanos move. So they're going to wait till after the season ends. And then they're going to see where they maybe stand. Of course, the 2% chance of them making the playoffs right now, it's not pretty much. It's, the season is kind of over. You yeah. lose against Baltimore, it's cemented. It's done. Yeah. <laughs> At that point, it's done. Um, if they win, which is going to be um, somewhat of a very, very difficult challenge for them, um, if they win, they might still somewhat be in the hunt depending on how Denver, because you look at it right now, Arash. Did you ever imagine that the Denver Broncos, the way they started the <laughs> no. season, would be better and you know, and statistically wise than the Chargers? No, no. no. So seeing that happen right now just kind of makes me scratch my head and be like, well. What did I miss? What what happened in the first eleven weeks of football right now? And it's very difficult to see that happen, especially for a great talent like Justin Herbert. Last question as we close it out. Uh, you mentioned uh, Fernando. Uh, we had him on the show yesterday, of course, and uh, he said something that kind of struck me. And you may agree. We'll see how the, uh, he didn't think that the Chargers would win another game this season. Uh, to his credit, they will not be favored likely in. So they. They would have to pull an upset. As you look at the schedule, do the Chargers win another game this season? 
<laughs> I mean, yeah, it, it is. You kind of, it, it's a hard question right now to right see now. what they can really do. But there is two games in the in the matchup, maybe three that I feel like they have a chance in winning. I mean, you definitely you can look at the Kansas City Chief game. You know, that's not going to happen. You look at the Buffalo Bills matchup. They, you know, it, it is going to be a hard uh, a hard thing. But you know, Buffalo hasn't been so good this year, so they may yeah. be able to kind of get a slide on that one. But they got two games against the Broncos. I just brought the Broncos up. That's you right. didn't expect the Broncos were going to be that good this year, especially starting off, you know, in the way they did. But, you know, maybe they get to steal the Bronco game at home, you know, which is going to be late in the season um, or sometime in mid-December. But then, you know, they also got the Raider game. You know, the Raiders right now, they did lose that big one in Miami. Uh, but, you know, Pierce, you know, and seeing what he's done with that organization over the last two weeks, they, they he kind of brought them out of um, out of out of that hole that we're in. Yeah. And right now, yeah, it is going to be hard to say how many wins they can w- win um, over the last next few games. But I can kind of see maybe the Broncos. Maybe the Broncos, yeah. game, they're going to be able to squeeze the one out right there. You might be able to give them that. But if they don't, no, all right, yeah. if they don't, honestly, I <laughs> I, I, can't, I can't see Brandon Staley be here next season. I feel you, brother. All right. Uh, amazing job as always. We'll have you back on next week. That's all the time we have for today. Let's do it again tomorrow. Until then, this is Arash Markazi saying stay safe and stay healthy. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.